the dream podcast i'm here with claudette how are you fine thank you <laughs> so excel x it's a mish <laughs> carson was showing telling us how to say it properly yesterday michelle yeah <laughs> Yeah, well, Excel is fine. Um, so I want to uh, just introduce you real quick the way we, we met. I was introduced to Claudette um, a few months ago, actually, by one of my dear friends. Um, and I found um, discovering Sky Astrology was just amazing. And it really changed my life. And I believe it's, I mean, I know, I don't believe, I know it's the same for a lot of people. And Claudette has been doing this for many, many years, I believe over 30 years, right? Am I not, if I'm not mistaken, looking into... Yeah, that's... Uh, no, well, basically, I've been following astrology for 35 years. Yeah. And right. it was about five or six years ago, I started to develop the concept of sky astrology. It's something that I created because it was about my experience, my journey from astrology to learning that it wasn't mathematically correct and my stargazing in Egypt. And so I called it sky astrology and then started to kind of build and rethink what what was actually happening in the sky. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, you know, with, your, with all your experience and then the fact that you've actually compared things, it's not like you're just focused on one thing, which is what I, what I loved is that I, it could actually, you know, learn from you what the differences are and I know I like this is going to be a review for me as well because this is a Q&A that we're going to have and um, so a few things to kind of um, understand what sky astrology is what the differences are between um, this met well, method well method yeah, it's a method right or science no what would you call it really <laughs> it's like a method right I, I, I call it a concept, a concept I call okay. sky astrology a concept and uh -huh. I do have a method. It's called the Outland Method. It's named after my mother. She had oh, Edgar yeah. Casey's birthday. And it's how I approach teaching and advising people about the star um, placements in their sky. Okay. Okay, cool. So yeah, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to start with a few questions that I put together and also a few other questions that people wanted to know the answers to. So the first one, and this one is a basic one just for everybody. Can you explain what sky astrology is? Just a few words or a few sentences and the difference um, from Vedic uh, sidereal, is that how you say it? And 13 sign astrology, which are the, I think the main ones, I don't know if I'm missing any main um, astrology um, 
you know, methods or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So I really appreciate you inviting me to speak on your podcast. And I am been, I've been really consumed this last year as well, looking to define exactly what sky astrology is, especially as I call this metamorphosis of people discovering the 13th sign and then knowing that Vedic is a little bit closer to what's happening in the sky, but doesn't include the 13th sign. And then sidereal, but in sidereal, there's different people who use different systems. So for example, when you're looking to see, oh, I want a chart or something, and you're looking for it to fit into a particular label or practice, that I find is not really going to work because each system has its own development. So in Sky Astrology, my development is someone who followed astrology for 30 years first and then found out it wasn't mathematically correct and then started from the beginning kind of looking at gardening, you know, the original uh, uses of astro astronomy or following the stars were due to agriculture and travel. And I was in the highlands of Scotland and they used both. And so that and renewed my interest where I thought, okay, there is a mathematical system that is connected to earth because, <laughs> and when I discovered it, I thought, oh no, what, what is this? Yeah, so that is my kind of experience. That's why I say it's my journey through uh, leaving in a way or not understanding why I was carrying around a bit of numbers and also why the language always says this is happening in the sky. I mean, nobody before 13 sign would be thinking that what the astrolog astrologers were saying wasn't what was happening in the sky. So mm -hmm. that is the first kind of, uh, that's really for me, like the base of me wanting to create something different that did not carry on from what I've been believing for 30 years. I just felt like I'm not going to immediately just grab on to the next thing. Um, of course, 13th sign opened my eyes and I looked at it, but I didn't uh, resonate with the energy around it at the time. And then I was called to take care of my mother in Egypt. And looking at the app, because of course I wanted to see what was happening in the sky. And it was through stargazing on a daily basis that I really feel that that's when I was able to understand. Like a friend said, oh, you were Egypt, you got the downloads or whatever it is. But yeah, it was kind of an aha moment and just experiencing being a part of the dance between the earth, the sun and the moon on a daily basis that really is the basis of sky astrology. And that's why I call it that. And that's why I suggest that people can't really compare the two. If you're looking to compare sky astrology, I wouldn't be able to help 
you there. But I can say that if you're interested in uh, stargazing or reconnecting to the astronomical positions of the planets at the time of your birth, then the sky astrology concept that I teach and that I practice will help you to do that in an organic way without carrying over concepts from astrology, without carrying over ideas of Vedic, without carrying over ideas of 13th sign, because they have their journey, they have their method that aligns and speaks to these charts and to people and they're valid for that. And so I feel that, you know, the compare, the difference is, is that I don't really relate to a system. It's really, you know, it's kind of very esoteric, very spiritual. It's a, how can you connect to the sky? What one, you know, understands about astronomy and acknowledging the 15 at least constellations that are part of where our sun travels in the sky. And I'm basically, because of the work that I've done, I of course can best describe that. Mm. And I can't, there's somebody who does sidereal and someone who does uh, Vedic, they have their system and it works for them and they have their journey that they learned. And it's like a code and then that works for them. And then they can advise people in that way as well. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's that's a really nice uh, way to see things because, you know, the last thing, for example, I like I don't like doing is saying this is right, this is wrong, right? It's like sometimes you feel like saying that because it will, what's right for you might not be right for another person. It's true for me though. It's true that it's better. Like that's my truth, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people will share this. It's better to see what's actually going on in the sky, you know. And and then if if you have other methods or systems that you resonate with, that's great. But at least look into what's actually happening you know that's what that's the way I see it and then yeah so somebody was also asking is the sky, is sky astrology more accurate than seasonal astrology so what you're saying is like we shouldn't look at it as if it's accurate or not right is that what I'm getting well a- it depends on what they mean by accurate and seasonal do they mean tropical Oh, see, I don't know all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so no, but the thing is, it's so funny. The it is because I can the answer to that is that sky astrology isn't a, only about the calculations. Mm. Where I would say, funnily enough, seasonal is about the calculations that are not what is calculable in the sky right now. It is what okay. was calculated to them 2000 years ago, right? And uh, if people want to align themselves with that concept or these ideas from 2000 years ago, and that is really based on, that's why they call it Western astrology, based on Western values and societies, then yes, if you're having, if you're living a life based on Western um, ideas and uh, 
concepts and goals and ideas, then that will work for you. Yeah, I see what you mean. Exactly. Well, and then, yeah, that, I mean, we can even go further into it thinking, well, but are you really connected to what's actually happening around you, you know, and stuff like, because it, like we were saying even before in another conversation, for me, just seeing that the, the stars that were in planets that were aligned in my sky mathematically completely changed the way I saw myself internally because before I would identify with my Western sign astrology, which is Pisces, I never went way too deep into astrology because of the fact that I really, there was a lot of stuff I didn't resonate with. But finding mm -hmm. sky astrology was like, wow, sky astrology, it just makes a lot more sense, you know? And for different reasons, it's like, yeah, maybe I am a lot of water, but not like you know, for the reasons I thought I was. Um, and I have a lot of air and fire in my chart. So things like this, you know, it's like, it's just, yeah, it's a different perspective. Which one explore, I would tell people who are listening, explore all of them and see with which one you feel the most connected to yourself and to your truth, right? So, yeah. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> is there anything else you wanted to add? Because if not, I can just go on to the next question. Um, yeah, I think, you know, basically that is, you know, true. I mean, I, I do have moments, <laughs> I do have moments when I think, gosh, because that's the moment I had when I got the drop in Egypt, when I thought, wait a second, everybody in the world, because it's a billion dollar industry, let's face it. And it's mm -hmm. perpetrated by a lot of these so-called mainstream newspapers yeah. that are owned by six companies in the world. And I was thinking, now, wait a second, why is there so much, you know, resistance to sharing what's happening in the sky? And I remember the moon rise because I did that when quite often in Egypt and I could see the moon coming from the Red Sea the full moon and I remember them saying oh it's in Gemini and everywhere you look oh the full moon's in Gemini and Gemini but because I had learned the sky there and knew my constellations and I knew I had I was seeing the moon rise in Taurus. And then comes the constellation Orion, which everybody knows with the belt of Orion. And then when Gemini came, there was nothing there. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, amazing. Like that's, I wanna know, I wanna connect with where the moon is and I'm, I don't know why people don't want to do that or why astrologers like this water splash woman said this Kate when it's like she kept like this download and she came on Instagram she's like yeah you're hippie long unshaved hair kind of organic wow. holistic people why don't you want to like look up and see <laughs> and I do have these moments where I think the very people who want to live this holistic lifestyle yeah. are resistant to looking up and it's kind of funny but I do have these moments where like why don't you want to see like it's amazing <laughs> 
there you go there's you see the passion that's put into this you see that's why i, I love you so much is like the passion you put into what you believe and it's so true like <laughs> what we see it's so beautiful thank you you know i love you yeah. guys as well you know to you know not be the only one appreciating this connection is yeah. like you know touching my heart every single time you know you guys are like there's capella and it's like yeah. wow yeah and you know these stars have been waiting to be seen forever you know like amazing yeah. and then what i want to specify as well for for people listening is that when we share this and it's our app not it's not a sky astrology app this does not exist it's an app that you download not yet not yet not yet but you know what you should you should probably make one someday it'd be cool no we have ideas just we we have to organize you know because it's a big yeah. it's a big job but yeah definitely want to bring one that into would be existence amazing. yeah um, but just you know to let people know that this is not an app that was you know made by sky astrology or by clouded by anybody that is you know in, in behind this it's it's an app that's available to everyone to look where the astrals are in real time it's the you know and then because it, it makes me laugh sometimes i share what happens in the app and then right behind behind me or right after me someone will share oh the sun is in a, you know in pisces when i just share that the sun was in a aquarium <laughs> and then right after somebody with the the sun is in pisces <laughs> but i'm like just like where'd you get that from you know <laughs> yeah so, the brainwashing goes really really deep really deep even for myself you know and one of the things that is part of my journey is if I'm going to kind of usher in this different and new concept, I also have to be open to new things that I'm discovering and finding out that might not suit the narrative that I've, you know, been led to believe. And there's mm -hmm. so many of them. And I remember some of clients, well, I remember like one of the clients that we know, she was, she was also like into Western and if I was saying that, she was like, 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 why do you say that? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, who are you like, you know, everybody's saying this. <laughs> and another client went, I don't like being lied to. Like, you know, people, it's really, it's really kind of funny when, <laughs> you know, for people to get their head around it. I mean, I, like I said, it took me, I was, yeah, it took me three years to really get my head around the disappointment and the reality of the, you know, I mean, I, I'm tempted to say false information. And I always say astrologers, a lot of them know not what they do. They are taught this and they believe that. And they're taught some kind of artificial constellation, the astral twins. I don't know what they say to make it okay. Oh, never but, heard about that. <laughs> Oh yeah, I, I I take them. I take them. I they talk about you know even one of them is called Ophi. They're twins, and they're born. They're actually born during the time of Ophucus, right? And they are so anti thirteen sign. It's not even funny. Wow. And and then they say, oh, um, astrology uses artificial constellations, and I cracked up. I just thought this cannot be happening. <laughs> But yeah, it takes a while, you know, for things to shift and it, it is not easy. I appreciate that. And that's, you know, what I work at as teaching people, giving them the tools 
and making it easier for them than it was for me to understand and to shift this awareness. Yeah, that's, thank you, that's amazing. Um, so, and then there's um, the other question is, uh, what can people expect you know, to see different from, um, I guess, traditional astrology natal chart versus a sky astrology chart? Because I see that even the way it's configured, you know, it's in a circle, but it's like, I don't know, just to, can you just explain what's different? Well, there's over like 40 calculations to erect a natal chart, they call it a natal chart. I like to call it the sky chart. And I, after it's through practice, I decided to include a 15 constellations or add two more. And it wasn't only because I could use the app and see and chart that over the last five, six years that the moon was not in this uh, Taurus or Gemini, but actually it was aligning to the stars of Orion. Mm. And, you know, looking at the astronomical and the scientific aspect of the stars and the energy exchange. And then, of course, uh, being able to work with that concept with readings and clients who had also these aspects. And it is a combination of that that made me, uh, that made it able for me to, to really construct my own sky system. And yeah, yeah, and it's kind of gotten more, you know, more involved and really because my what I want to do is I'm creating a language. I mean, that's what the stars are, that's what constellations are, what sky astrology is, which is the webinar I'll be doing this weekend. What is sky astrology? It's a free webinar. And it's through being asked questions, being interviewed like here, uh, being invited by the water priestess to talk at Merchant Mermaid, that I need to kind of put together what's in my head and share it and being able to uh, communicate it to people who want to know. And it takes me back to the origins of what the stars were used for. Mm -hmm. And when there was no electricity, when there was just fire, <laughs> you know, daytime, it when daytime was ended and there was night, there were the stars. And to be honest, this experience that I had in Egypt is similar to the southern uh, countries like in the Aztecs, South America, and Africa, and Arab, because of the ability to see night after night clear skies. Right? Can you imagine trying to travel as a nomad in the middle of Africa if it was cloudy, you know, oh my for a week, like it's been in London, right? It'd be difficult, oh but that's not the case in these parts of the world, you know, year round. So the ancients, they made their, you know, they, they created a system of language that I felt is kind of just elementary that when 
anybody would see Orion constellations in the sky that are viewable all over the world to everyone, and then would notice something within nature that would only happen when they saw the Orion constellation in the sky. Mm -hmm. Then they would start to make some kind of correlation between that. And then years after years, you know, oral information handed down. Oh, when you see this in the sky, go fishing. When this, you see that pattern in the sky, don't go fishing. Prepare for, um, you know, it to get a little chilly or prepare for rain. And all these are just obvious uh, scientific uh, observations that over the centuries have been used. And this is a, really where sky astrology begins. It's, and it takes some observation. It takes looking at the sky. And of course we have a much more complex life now than back then. But at the same time, I find just as that has shifted, so perhaps has the relationship between the stars and ourselves, because I feel there's a collective uh, ancestral energy that is part of this energy. It includes understanding that the soul lives forever, that energy cannot be destroyed. And a lot of the concepts that scientifically were not uh, about in thousands of years ago or even hundreds of years ago. So we are shifting and there's a lot of new information and that's, so sky astrology is a basis for us to use and to grow and to understand how all that works together by having the actual starting point, you could say, of the positions of your sky when you first came in. Or now I have understood it's at the time of the waters breaking that the your life ends as a water being in this physical lifetime and becomes this earth life. And that is really the moment that I feel is the impact moment for mm. your sky chart the, or when you think mm, of the sky. Which is the first house? Is that is that it? Like when you're you transition from being a water being into earth, that's you jump into the first house, right? You transition from so I might as well say it now because because it's you and because you know who <laughs> let the, the cat out of the bag, um, and it's in the course. What I have found, and I went over my course with the water priestess and Jilly, and it was also a reminder from Trisha, who's in our Sky Astrology community, about her work with childhood drama. And she said, from zero to six. Now, part of my teaching is also with um, Rudolf Steiner teachings for children, the Waldorf School and with Pasofi. And I was always, I don't know if it was you, I don't know if you had that experience because it's been a while, but over the year, this last year, when I would do skies and I would show people through different parts of the sky, 
or their houses or the charts. And I would start, I would go, okay, so we're gonna start at the first house to explain this is the part of the soul journey when the babe, when you're born and these stars are on the Eastern horizon from the place where you're, where you're born. And I would say, but first we're gonna talk about the 12th house because I found there was a lot of information before people were born. And after a year of saying that and realizing, and then just was thinking like, oh, I have these six houses and knowing that Steiner was saying seven and then Trisha said zero to six. And I thought, no, where did we get this 12th house anyway? And don't we like 11 more? Don't we keep seeing 1111 and it just made sense and it makes sense to the people that I've been teaching that I have a house system from zero to 11 because we are acknowledging this Mm -hmm. time in the womb that is very impactful that I have through, you know, acknowledging that energy found it to be very, you know, impactful even to people's lives their whole lives, you know, not just at the birth. So it's been really amazing to go there, like to put my money where my mouth is, you could say, (laughs) and say sky astrology. And it's good for me to redefine as well and make it clear what the difference is with sky astrology. And this is brings everything together. It brings the biological science aspect of what we know now about the life of the fetus and it brings in the spiritual component about before people thinking oh you know souls they you know they die when you die and there's people who believe you have this one life and that's it right we're slowly coming through and also because i have proof of my experience of being several souls or however you want to call it but Mm -hmm. I've been able to prove that mathematically so Mm. and there's a lot of people who believe that we know through that souls continue to live so maybe the 12th house was thinking oh that's the end but no I think that's a space holder Mm. and what zero is is a space holder Mm. and it also is the circle that talks about a cycle of rebirth and a lot of the western um characteristics and ideas behind what the 12th house is is so similar to actually the experience of the zero houses i call them even experiences instead of houses because it's a journey that is moving from this zero house Mm. into the earth plane carrying some of those codes quite a lot of them is different for everybody yeah so that's what what is taught and what is explained in the consultations your unique experience and we've been finding some incredible stories and part of the course you do have to go and investigate and find out about the mother's experience you know the whole kind of system we grew up in talks about baby jesus and talks about virgin mary but you know like let's know more about virgin mary like what was she feeling because she was she's the matrix matrix means a place where something develops 
and this and this is the the first house this is the first house that you have in in the womb yeah so yeah that's been really empowering to wow okay so yeah i think you had mentioned this briefly about being at being zero through 11 now because and that that leads me to the other question that i had as well it's like so i think what i understood is that the 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 wheel or the circle in sky in the sky chart represents not only a life cycle but also is it a calendar year mostly like the sun moves around it no or am i totally off on that <laughs> No, no, no there, I mean, this it represents so many things. I mean, okay. we teach that too. Yes, the sun does mm -hmm. touch all parts of your sky every year because it moves one degree a day. But yeah. what I'm saying is that it's a journey of experiences like child development. And mm -hmm. what is important when you first come into this earth plane and what you learn by just mm -hmm. being a new life. Okay. And yeah. these experiences are, and how they are for each individual person does have an impact on your life still today. Okay, so, so we can't really see it as, for example, uh, the first house is like January, the second house is February. We can't do it that way. No, 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 not at all. No, 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 no. Everybody's house starts where it starts. Yeah, and the Gregorian mm -hmm. calendar is, that's what it is. It's another program. And that's why I talk about, I have a celestial calendar. Your celestial calendar starts on your birthday, wherever that might be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right? okay. That's your celebration. We celebrate right? Your birthday. Mm -hmm. That's like your new year, right? That's your calendar. Yeah. Okay. So that's why, and I had, I did have a chance to compare my sky chart with somebody else's and I did see that the, it was like, it was flipped and I was like, oh, okay. It was like, I thought the, it was always the same. No, because everybody has a different day, house. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, everybody and has different houses, different yeah. skies. Yeah. I see. Yeah. So everybody's very yeah. unique. We have yes. to think about it that way. And that's why, you know, if you guys want to get a Fritz free at the, the discovery call with Claudette, it'll, it'll give you so much information to start out with. Um, and you can dive deeper into it if you want to with another consultation with the services she provides. But just the fact that you're giving this opportunity for people to explore their unique sky is just amazing. So I do invite everybody to go do that if you feel called to. Um, let's see. So, uh, okay. So I, I already asked that. Okay. I have a question about the planets because you're always telling us about how, for example, this planet, for example, me, what I retained mostly was Mercury is communication. And then because that was the big one for me, because I have this, what we call zero degrees in, in Mercury and in, in Pisces. So that for me was something I really uh, just kind of, you know, retained. But um, can you just tell me, maybe real quick, say what what planets are ruling, and if it's the if you're using um, the same influences as astrology tells us, or is this something that you came up with? Can you just explain that real quick? <laughs> oh yes, I will try because okay. I I maybe five times in my consultation I have used the word rulership. Ah. And I've re-examined re that as well, oh. because this is also old language. Okay. Right? <laughs> yeah, this is also ancient <laughs> uh, language of rulership. And I don't like to say that. So 
these planets or symbols or whatever they are, if you come from a space of holographic universe, you come from a place of firmament, if you come from a place of round earth, right, are energies that the occult alchemist use to code and explain things. So when we have, if anything, any information about these heavenly bodies, it is through the thousands of years of observation of astronomers who were at that time in the ancient time and employed by the royalty and by the government, they were examining and documenting the behave, the positions of these planets that they could see and noting what was happening in nature on the ground in the world. And through this observation, then certain planets became associated with certain energies. Mm, okay. That is really the organic, really the basic, how it starts. Now, how people interpret it. I, of course, because we are living in a Western society, I, of course, do reference the energies that, you know, what am I, who am I to say after 30,000 years of observing that when Mercury is in a particular place or when it's retrograde or whatever, that it has a particular influence. So yes, I take that on board, but I don't want it to be the rulers. There's also other people, which I, other philosophies like esoteric, they have a different system where planets are connected to other uh, constellations or star sign, but they don't follow 13 sign sky astrology. So that's why at the end of the day, I ask people to be an observer and to look up and to watch their sky. That's why I do the podcast every day now. That's why I did it for three years, telling people where the heavenly bodies are so they can align themselves with what's happening for them. And we can, you know, grow in this shifting of paradigms and create our own observations and our own uh, mm. thoughts and discoveries about what we think Mercury means. I see. Okay, that's the, okay, cool. And um, one thing though that is, for me, it seems really uh, important in the sky astrology chart was the influence of the, well, maybe not the influence, but like where the planets were uh, in terms of like what sign it was connected to in the chart and how it's connected to your soul path right that is still pretty I mean that hasn't changed or anything right <laughs> what do you mean connected to your soul you mean yeah, the soul's for, journey yeah like for example uh, just the fact that mercury was in in Pisces but in the you know it was I think I have it in the 12th house you know how you connected everything to to the fact that um, I can probably um, make use of my innate gifts, so so to say, like to yeah to focus on the the planets that were aligned in each sign in each house um, as a way to you know to uncover 
the the soul journey or the I guess what I'm I should be more aligned with. I don't know if I'm if I'm saying this correctly. <laughs> you can explain it better. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's come from a place where I have to hold my hands up and say that I know a lot more now than I might have known when I did your start. Oh. <laughs> because that's why I'm doing the course. Mm. Because, you know, I is starting with the basics because first it's about alignment, right? Like mm -hmm. really knowing where I was like telling you, basically giving you a blueprint saying, this is where it is. This is the basic energy of that. It's yeah. not where, you know, you were aligning yourself, which, which is totally false. If you want to know astronomically what was happening. Right. Mm -hmm. So that was like a starting point to really kind of align, like a reconnection, you could say. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And then of course, like I say, you have then, the basis and then it's about like i have been doing this last year going deeper re-examining re-looking being open-minded to uh explore uh other concepts or to grow this one so we'll see what we can do to catch you up yeah i'd love to read yeah this is, i mean <laughs> And this is why, <laughs> you know, it's important to, for people to to understand that it's uh, it's evolving. It's it's it um it's of course we're not going to say we're right, you guys are wrong, and all that. But you know, it's it's just it's not that what you told me it was like completely off. It just evolves. It's just like you have stuff to add, right? That's what. Yeah. Okay. Want to make sure I got what you say. <laughs> no, no, nothing. No, it's not. I mean, okay, what. It's not like nothing in this case is wrong. We're just adding to it yeah, and right. getting more in detail about it. Yeah, it's, you know, it's getting more complex, which is good. I that think that sounds amazing. That sounds really cool because I'd love to see what else you you can you can find you know in my chart and stuff. I think I'm going to share it. I, I don't mind sharing it. I know you said it's something personal. I'm like, I don't care. I'm an open book. I don't care if people see my chart. I'm gonna see, I'm gonna post the <laughs> image of it in the podcast so people can see what it looks like. And well, why don't I give you a new? I can give you a updated. Let's have a, maybe an updated sky. Oh, cool! That'd be amazing. Yeah, love that. Okay, we need to talk about that. Cool. So I'll um, shoot you an email so you can, if you can send that, because I'll, I'll, you know, this podcast will be out uh, Saturday. So, you know, if I can post it with it, if not, that's fine. You'll give it to me when you can. So I, I won't post my old one. Okay, that works. Um, I'll, have, I'll see. I know I'll have a look and see if there's a big difference. That's all. Okay, okay, cool. Because you asked about it. Yeah. All right, nice um okay another question um that i had was about the parts of the sky because uh, i was really intrigued by when you said um that for example i was born when um the the sun was shining in aquarius and a part of the sky that's called the sea and i'm like well that sounds really cool and i've heard you talk about it a lot lately i think that's where the sun is currently at still right and I was wondering, mm. are there like other areas? Where does this come from? Does this come from astrology or astronomy or 
you know, and what other areas do we have in the sky? You know, if you have the seed, you have, you know, other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there's so many different parts of the sky that are very intriguing. But to answer the one that you, you know, had mentioned earlier is that I have been informed that this time between Capricorn, the actual organic, you know, position of the sun in Capricorn until Pisces and Satis was the rainy season for a lot of cultures. And that is why a lot of the constellations, you asked me to name like Hydra, Pisces, which is another one. It's not Pisces, it's Pisces, it's the Southern really? fish. Oh. Yeah, and Argo and Crater, which are ships, but Hydra, there's Dolphin. And so these parts are, were named, you know, like I said, the celestial language is one so that people can prepare for the natural cycles of life. So they wanted to prepare for the rainy season, mm. right? So when they saw that the, you know, after Sagittarius, um, or no, would be the opposite side really, or would, I don't know, I'm confused. Could be, but when basically whatever they saw that was preceding these uh, constellations that they named and associated with uh, Capricorn, which is a sea goat at the beginning from the Sagittarius, which is obviously fire, right? And that's mm -hmm. the galactic center as well. So mm -hmm. when they saw that, then they associated that time with the rainy season, which would be nine out of 10 times um, in the, uh, the kind of like not at that time, but a little, a few months later, because you is what you see in the night is not where the sun is; <laughs> it's mm. opposite where the sun is. Yeah. Mm, okay. So, um, I, heard, I heard someone tell me about: is there a part of the sky that's like a black hole or something? Or no, not at all. That's the galactic center. That's but, the yeah. what I was talking about: the galactic plane. Mm. which moves from Sagittarius and a little bit of Scorpio Sagittarius and then crosses over and goes through Orion and a little bit of Taurus and Gemini and Casapenia and yeah so that is okay. quite an impactful part of the sky as well and that's what makes oh. um, the energy of a focus so powerful Oh. by being in very near the galactic center, which is the black hole, which is, you know, 40 million times the mass of our sun. Damn, yeah. So I knew that yeah, black hole was there. Like, it's, yeah, I've been hearing a lot about this black hole and how everything is eventually going to go down it, like, <laughs> this is in this time matrix. <laughs> Have you heard about this? No. Yes. Thank you I for heard, telling me that. I've heard this from <laughs> several sources. Not anytime soon. Not anytime soon. I, we, I, if I'm not mistaken, we have a few hundred years. I mean, and oh, that's all. 
yeah and i'm like i'm planning uh, you know i'm planning on living like a few hundred years myself so i kind of want to like stick around and see what happens right before that <laughs> well i would say last night in our um zoom call and i feel this very deeply that we are doing the soul's work because i do believe that we our souls live forever and i do believe by what i have seen and heard in my own experiences that children very early on once they have learned how to communicate they do start talking about what they did the last life and they you know a lot of them do start yeah. to mention these things my god yeah i think i do believe that my, my daughter does things like that it's like where'd you get that from or what like how do you know the, the cutest thing she said is that when she before she was born she was helping heal the stars that was so cute no did she say that that's amazing yeah like, yeah these children that? i mean this is so one of my whys you know to to make sure children you know know where they you know where they come the, from they don't have this totally brainwashed um western because the western society as you see is um shifting so you know if i think you know i mean i'm not i am biased but you know i i am curious there's certain you know every if you need to know you'll know there's certain souls they want to know like yeah. there's certain souls who want to have a vaccine and there's certain souls who want to wear a mask and there's certain souls who don't so that's what there's certain souls who wants to have a have want to know where the heavenly bodies really are and there's certain souls that are happy to follow the western yeah going back to the fact that whatever you resonate with the most it's part of your yeah journey, it's for you go for it yeah if, yeah. You're, if you're meant to hear about sky astrology you will if not then that's fine yeah. Exactly. <laughs> there was this other question um, from one of our dear uh, Zero Fam gals, Kaya. What is the most inspiring thing for Claudette about the sky? <laughs> oh, the most like, oh, inspiring. inspiring. Yeah. You know, so many things. I would have to say, to be honest, the most inspiring thing about, well, you know, I'm I'm always used to say to my kids, my my son would say, "What's your favorite color?" And I say, "I don't have a favorite color." Yeah. I don't have a favorite. <laughs> and so I can tell you my experience is that I get really sad when the sun sets. I used to get really sad in Egypt, oh. and it sets pretty early there. It's not like long mm. nights like in the UK up north. You know, it mm. kind of the sun it sets it rises early like 4 30 to 5 30 and then it's more or less like the latest it will set is maybe if you're lucky 7 7 30. so mm -hmm. i would always i'm so inspired by the sun to watch it rise and you know a bit melancholic when it sets but i'm very inspired by the sun and i'm mm -hmm. also extremely inspired if our stars or it is the sky i must say i'm yeah, I'm inspired by the three stars of Orion oh. because I just, because they are the only stars for me that don't seem random. Like there's perfectly placed in the sky amongst all these like 
dotted crazy, you know, like no pattern <laughs> dots. And they're like, I call them the spaceships. I look over like, yes, take me. <laughs> oh, yes, I know you're in there. <laughs> wow. I just I just can't get over the fact that they're so perfectly placed. So yeah, you know, I love those too. I think a lot of the people I've been connecting with are, are also very connected to Orion, which is incredible. Ever since, you know, we started with our group and connect me connecting more with the sky I've connected with people who are like those are my favorite stars too so that's another <laughs> cool thing about connecting with the sky yeah, yeah finding soul family and there is this resonance with it I like to maybe end with this because I really came from a place of wanting to discover like detach myself from what I've been told all these years and discover something new so yeah. I had this stargazing in Egypt. I was learning the constellations. I was stargazing. I was like asking questions. I go up to the top of the building where I live and see Vega and just stare at it for ages and yeah. felt something like, wow, this is so cool. Mm -hmm. And then when I would go swimming on the night, I could see the stars and I would stargaze while in the water. And I just so many experiences looking at the stars. And then when I was doing it and learning my constellations and things, and I would always see this one star. And I was like, oh, that looks so special. And I take out the app and I find, oh, it's that star. And then a couple of days later, I would see what I thought was another star. And I go, oh, that's a cool star. Let me take out my app. And I was the same one. Like, that's the same star. <laughs> and I didn't think anything of it. It happened more than twice. It would happen quite often. And then when I came back to Europe and started to um, you know, work on Instagram more, and I was part of a group of light workers and light language people. And they would talk about being connected to stars. And I was like, how does that work? I didn't even know anything about stars. Nobody talked about in Western astrology, rage, Rigel, star seeds, yeah. nothing, you know, in Western classical astrology, they don't talk about these stars. And so I became really fascinated by them and was starting to ask, you know, people in the group when their birthday was and, looking to see you know when that what they were saying about so say oh i have lyra and this and that and i thought god this one woman had like so many connections and i was like god that's amazing and a couple of times i looked and and people i know today and they had true you know really tight so there's a calculation is too because everybody has their own calculation and I just found, whoa, really strong alignments to the stars. And I was like, whoa, maybe there's something there. And so, you know, I kept, you know, researching and looking at charts. And like after a half a year, I was like, wait a second, what about my star? I was like, I wonder if I have any stars. I'm like, oh, let me see if I have any stars because I hardly ever look at my chart. It was just that star I was always looking at in Egypt wow and that for me you know every time I talk about it it just gives me goosebumps because that yeah it's also like I say sky astrology is about my journey and my experience and what mm. I have experienced and what I can share and now I can just say I can't tell you what exactly that means 
But I can tell you there's a connection there and that's what makes it so impactful and such a beautiful exchange to look up and connect with the sky and the stars. Wow. Yeah. That's just a beautiful way to end this lovely podcast. Um, and yes, I'm so happy so to be asked. Oh, thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, to dream of the, yeah, to dream of the stars if you want to do some lucid dreaming, you know, like yeah. your daughter said she was working in the stars, you know, yeah. so, you know, who knows, but it's really up to us to open that door and think about things beyond what we can see with our eyes here on this earth plane and rekindle the connection to our sky, ourselves above the stars, because there is something there. Of course, yeah. And I've experienced this firsthand and this is why I wanted to do this podcast with you because I wanted to share this with all the people that I've been connecting with. And a lot of them don't know exactly what it is that I'm talking about, you know, when I post things about sky astrology. So I hope that this will, you know, clarify a lot of things. And, um, oh, there's also Chacha who, who wanted to, you know, how was sky astrology so um, life-changing? I think we answered that question largely <laughs> with all the things we've been saying. Uh, and yeah, so thank you to everybody who's listening. And just, you know, to um, finish, you wanted to say something about the course that you're giving this weekend, right? Um, just say the details, maybe where people can sign up and things like that. Yeah. So when you go to um, my profile and in Instagram or to the website, skystrology.love it is, mm. then you'll see what is Sky Astrology. It's a free course. And in that course, there is a little bit of a podcast about my time in Egypt and how I came upon creating Sky Astrology and this weekend or like from today to the weekend they'll be open to perhaps some question and answers but will also be the details where you can sign up for the free webinar it's like i want to do a discovery call for everybody and really focus on what is sky astrology so that people will have a good understanding basically what it is and then also offer uh, a special for the course, which goes into more depth about learning the basics of sky astrology, how to read a sky astrology chart, what it involves. And of course, that course includes also a consultation with me. Oh. So, okay, yeah. you know what I'm thinking? Because I can probably um, make this podcast come out. Like if I hurry up today, like I can get it like out today or tomorrow at latest, because I think this could be, you know, important information for people who want to sign up. So, you know, I usually make the podcast for the weekend because that's when people you know, are more like, oh, it's the weekend where let me listen to the to the podcast. But but, you know, you never know if people listen to it before, then um, they might. You, know, you can do it on Saturday if you do it on Saturday, because I, I haven't I'm thinking Sunday is probably the day I'm going to do the webinar. Oh, but okay. I'm going to start, you know, I can do it for Sunday and then, you know, it's probably better like they know right away and not have to wait till next week or something. So, yeah, do it mm. Saturday. You know, everything happens for a reason. Just do it with your flow. 
yeah, and, okay. you know, share what you want to share. I'll be sharing a lot about this as well. And yeah. Okay. Okay. Know. Well, you know, let me, let me check it out. I, I think, you know, if it comes out tomorrow, for example, I think that would be cool. Like for people to start listening to it with time, because then some people don't necessarily listen to it the day it comes out. Mm. You know? So yeah, let's do, let's do it. I'll leave it. Time. I'll leave it up to you, my yeah, dear. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm learning how to also, I have a lot of planets on the left side. So I'm learning what I teach to practice what I preach to uh -huh. let things that happen happen and say thank you and accept them and oh, it's all good amazing so thank, thank you so much, much. yes thank <laughs> you and oh yeah i'll let you know when this can uh, be ready and uh, i love you so much and i'll talk to you soon i look forward to, to our next talk lots of love back to you michelle <laughs> 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 did you start recording already no but here i'll stop it <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on, you're gonna edit it out, out.